You're listening to Depth of Fields with Jennifer Pan. I want to introduce John or J.R. Bowdy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I originally found you on Instagram. You post amazing food. And I was like, okay, I got to follow this guy. You consistently do it every day. It's always inspiring and it looks delicious. And how is quarantine life? Quarantine life is not as difficult as it could be that I imagine it is for a lot of other people. I'm pretty much by myself and work from home, my day job, and then all the creative pursuits I can do here too. Knock on wood, I still have my job. I think I'm in good shape. I'm not necessarily a social butterfly, but I do miss that opportunity when I want to, to go see some friends. And so it's, I've spent a great deal of time alone and try to make some contact with some people that I know were pretty safe with. Kind of my social time was to go to the rec centers they have here. And and I had a lot of acquaintances there and actual friends. And now I haven't seen them since late February. So I've been around a little longer than you have, and I've never (laughs) experienced anything like in any format that involves the entire planet at the same time hopefully a rare event do you think it'll get any worse will we be more cautious we'll just go out the window and everybody's just coughing on each other there are different stages depending on when the pandemic began but my first impression i had a strange sort of not euphoric, but just a positive outlook. It's kind of a slap on the face or it's kind of a wake-up call about some certain things in life. I think it's for the first time for a lot of people sort of facing, it depends on your situation, but you're facing the possibility of, I don't know what this is. To some extent, you're at least getting a reflection of your own mortality. There's a randomness to it. It's open-ended. Nobody knows. The ground has shifted no matter where you are or what which situation is. For the most part, there's been a pretty good sense of togetherness. And it's something that's going to be studied for 20, 25 years. And they still talk about the Spanish flu. And there's still people writing about that. So as a culture, as a society, we will come out. I'm fairly positive about how it's all going to shake out. I'm trying to see opportunities in it. For example, my book I released during the very beginning <laughs> of this, and I thought maybe there's a there's a chance we've got a lot of people sitting at home waiting for something to read. Are you ordering food online? Like, what's your process? I do go, but I've got a, a huge store of stuff in my freezer, which is kind of a running joke on Instagram, and, <laughs> and uh, a large pantry, and I'm pretty resourceful with what I have. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty creative about that. I really feel blessed to have that skill, and, and it's just me so i don't need a lot of stuff can't imagine a family of four or five people trying mm-hmm. to get enough resources in your home probably would resort delivery just going anywhere is cumbersome because you have to wait in line six feet apart do you have like a staple food or recipe that you always go back to and it's just homage to what you do it depends on the season right i mean i love living in a place that has seasons because of that in the winter time an unapologetic red meat lover i love to grill things i really love slow cooked stuff like shore ribs i do a lot of different things i love asian flavors incorporate that try to do some fusion stuff because dinner is kind of a meal i don't really do much else during the day food wise it's usually a quick grab of something out of the fridge ingrained by my mother and my father who grew up sort of in the depression era of using everything you have so i will go look in the fridge and it's kind of like a little episode of chopped sometimes to say okay i need to use this up and i need to use this up um, how can i use this in a creative way and then it spins off into six different directions until i finally i'm um, like last night i didn't even know till after six o'clock 
what I was going to make. Yeah, then there are other kind of foods that you just go to. I love pizza. It's, I don't know anybody who doesn't, that kind of good comfort food. In the mm-hmm. summer, it's more of a let go less carb and I try to do more grilling. And there's always so many more just fresh vegetables. So I really love vegetables. Another factor is what I want to pair it with. So I, <laughs> if I've got some, you know, some wine in the house, it all kind of plays into it. Do you find inspiration online or through a chef or is it passed down from generations? Usually I have a boatload of cookbooks and then of course there's everything online, but I usually come up with where again, what I want to use and then I may start um, searching for recipes. But when I get to the recipes, I'm really not looking to use the recipe as is. I'm looking for flavor profiles or a technique, just an idea of what sort of herbs and spices and I may go through a dozen and kind of go through and decide what I'm going to do and whatever sort of sparks an idea then I run with that. Sometimes it's an actual dish, like I want to do something more authentic and that usually happens when a cultural food that I'm not familiar with Mm -hmm. is to try to see if I can make it the first time in an authentic way and then it spins off into other things. My next book is actually going to include some recipes I think so. I have to change my whole paradigm of being in the kitchen of actually measuring things and figuring out how much of this and that I've put into stuff and it'll all it'll be a fiction book that deals with a guy's journey through part of his life but in that journey he will be very discovering things about himself through the food he's cooking and the people he meets so I'm going to I think it would be only be right to include the recipes for these dishes that will have much more meaning once you've gotten through the reading of it I think that would tie in well with the IG profile and uh, with all the people that I've met online to sort of include them in that process and I think that would be fun. So how long have you been doing that? What inspired you to post? I think I started the end of September, October, about a year and a half ago, I guess. I just moved into this house a few years before that. It's a chef's house. It's got a great kitchen and a great pantry and everything. I began taking pictures of my food just to send to friends and stuff. And then I met some other people through other kind of social media and they had Instagram and I thought, oh, this is perfect. I'd never really looked into it. It really is perfect. And I like I like Instagram over other social media. It's very positive. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still kind of braggy. It's more of a shared experience, I think. But I really like Instagram. I've met so many people, including you, that all around the world who have uh, really shown me a lot of things with food through short conversations to um, sort of find out what it's like in that country, what's especially during a pandemic, an interesting resource to sort of firsthand find out from somebody what's it like over there. And some people are in total lockdown and some aren't. And it's something that, you know, two years ago, I would never would have imagined. And it's really kind of fun. You talked about working on another book. Is is that one of your many projects you're working on? Is there any other projects that you're working on? Any author that's written a book, the next thing they really want to do is music, right? <laughs> so yeah. I did my music CD about, uh, I guess I released it in 2006. So it's like anything else I do, I, I do everything myself. So it's a little more of an involved thing to, I know you've done recording and done it yourself and I don't collaborate much. So I do all the parts and all the producing and all the mastering. And it really is a lot of work. Kind of think I need to get back to at least trying to do both of those creative pursuits, write and do music at the same time. It's what's stopping me now. I think it's just, I need to retool my studio, get familiar with technology again. I'm not a techie. I'm sure that's so much easier. I used Steinberg software a lot time go back far enough to have been doing recording on half inch tape eight tracks reel to reel 
and evolved through into the digital age, which really was a breakthrough to be able to digitally edit something and not, I mean, when we did mix downs, rented a studio time, only the very wealthy had extremely successful artists had the home studio. There was a place in town here that was really affordable and I had going there my whole life. So I would go there, have a good friend who I met there, who was the, the engineer great ears and great instincts so we really hit it off and so right you would go in and if you wanted to do more than eight tracks you needed to bounce it so you would do six tracks and then you would have to submix that down to the two it had to be right or you were screwed because you're going to record over those other six tracks and then submix mm-hmm. be able to get 16 to 18 tracks out of eight tracks you know and then once you did the mix you normaled the board and it was over and you went home and decided the snare drum is too loud <laughs> so you would uh, yeah you had to work through that stuff really learned a lot doing that and then uh, right when digital came in digital editing it was just progressed it's so so easy because you just have to you look for that zero point and Right. put it all together and it, it's almost too easy like on my first record for cd or i have lots of recordings they're all just demo stuff really but that cd took pride in not doing any pitch correction or any of that i wanted to keep it as pure as possible i really enjoyed it but it's hard work so i want to get back to at least plunking around with the guitar and get that feel again of um, my muse shifted years ago to writing and that's i want to shift it back because i really think i've learned a lot as far as writing goes in the creative process in a different way than music and i'd really like to see how that can overlap into my music writing as far as maturity and different directions and discipline writing takes a lot of discipline to continually go back and edit yourself and get rid of things you love (laughs) (laughs) because it's just too much or it's indulgent where do you find your inspiration do you just kind of improvise or do you find like a band or an artist play along with and then you kind of make your own or what's your process was influenced a lot by artists i loved from the sort of 80s british artists a huge peter gabriel fan and love sting stuff thoughtful rock and roll explorers necessarily just love songs but the human condition human psyche peter gabriel brought a lot of world music to the front that wasn't previously available or thought of he really was pioneered a lot of for people to open their minds and listen to some different stuff and i did and i I love a lot of world music and so i incorporate that into writing and the sort of the instrumentation i use and sort of layered rhythms i love layered rhythms just having everything interplay play a lyric on top of that i would be influenced by something and simply a matter of sitting down with a guitar and manifested itself in something like watching a baseball game (laughs) while you're playing the guitar and but your fingers kind of do stuff and you're kind of playing around with different voicings and then something comes out of that the process for me of writing music was always start with the music and then i would write the lyric and the melody line over the whatever rhythm or i'd created but i'd like to try to do more of actually taking what i hear in my head and i still prior to that i was hearing songs in my head and i would to some extent the writing is that way it's already written and it's really a matter of you digging down it's like archaeology going in finding what creative self has done subconsciously one of my influences too was Elton John. I started out playing keyboards and I picked up guitar 10 or 12 years later, or maybe more even. 
which is my primary instrument now is guitar. It's just so easy to pick up a guitar rather than pick up a piano. And just, you know, take it out on your back porch or just take it anywhere. I think a good thing to bring up too that a lot of people don't realize, the flow of was you wrote music, you wrote, you tried to get some recordings done. You tried to get anybody at a record company to listen to you. You know, unless you were in Los Angeles was almost impossible. Or you had to know somebody. We really didn't tour a lot. I didn't play live a lot, but I was really, the recording studio is really where I love to be. And just an absolute long shot that anybody, I mean, even if your stuff was good, that anybody's going to do anything about it through these years. That there really weren't even many clubs you could play anything but cover tune. There were about three places in my town that had that would bring an audience in to sit down and listen to you play original music. Everything else was, you know, bars and they were not focused on the person playing the music. It was a show. It was focused on you were just the band. When digital came around and the internet started to come about, you know, a lot of younger people probably don't really understand that. The ability, if we'd have had that ability back then to right. reach an audience, younger generations of people listen to so many different kinds of music now. I think it's a lot more interesting and intuitive that fans can interact and support. Yeah, I really just want to explore. I'm not trying to break as an act so much anymore. Do you have any advice for anybody who wants to get into making music, your process when you first started? Writing songs and music. I mean, I was always genuine about what I did. I was always had to be something I was comfortable with creatively. I felt to push the envelope a little. Tell anybody probably a couple of things. One is be genuine to yourself. I mean, there are plenty of people out there and they just want to be a star and have somebody else write the songs. That's a whole different thing. But if you're an artist and you want to write songs, you want to say something, you express something about yourself and your music or in any kind of art form is to stay true to yourself, not to be so concerned about trying to write the hit song. The one thing you have that nobody else has is you. And if you're doing imitations of things, if you're doing, as soon as that wave goes away, you go away too. And you have to write something that's sort of timely, but a lot of times it's just the way you decide to record it rather than the song. The good song is something you play with an acoustic guitar and it sounds good anytime. But I would tell people to just know that you are unique and within your uniqueness is something that nobody else has and that you can will make you stand out from a crowd. Just find out what you need to do. I think audiences these days are really savvy to genuineness. They want to see their artists be who they are, their truest self, and to not be a facade or some type of pretentious thing that you're not. That's all still exists in the sort of uh, stratospheric, huge artist area. To some degree, I almost feel sorry for them. I don't, can't think of names right now, but you know, these people who are huge artists, they almost can't be themselves anymore because they've created this persona that they have to fit into. Does any of your music transfer to your other creative aspects, like writing the book that you've just finished, or is it totally separate? Over the years, right, there's a creative process, a creative sort of instinct that I have that does cross horizontally into all the things I do from cooking to, to the woodwork I do. I haven't talked about that, but I do make my own furniture and it all is a self-discovery. If it's something that I can do to challenge myself and learn about myself, then it's it's something I'm drawn to. One of the things I've discovered through is mostly through writing is that a lot of times it's about a way of facing something about yourself. You need to do better. You need to improve that, that your subconscious is trying to show you. It wants you to reflect that off a surface. So it's oftentimes I'm 
when I'm writing something, I realize that I'm showing myself something about myself that I couldn't tell myself straight to my face, but that through writing it through a character, that writing it through a, uh, a scene or something, that then you sort of tell yourself, leaving an anonymous note under your windshield wiper on a car, mm-hmm. <laughs> say, this is what you need to change about yourself or discover about yourself, not necessarily. And then with music, it's the same thing. It's a little more nebulous because it's not direct words that you're writing about. It is in the lyric side, but still discovering how this all works. I have discovered that a lot of, awful lot of subconscious processes going on that in those moments where it's really happening or you're just in that zone of creating something that it really is kind of a spiritual thing. There's some other force at work. Maybe you've run into that before where mm-hmm. you're just kind of, you sort of wake out of this trance of something you recorded. The further away you get in time from that moment, sometimes you look back and you say, how did I ever do that? Even with food, sometimes it's like, uh, wow, that came together pretty good. <laughs> how in the world did I do that? And because if you thought about it, you planned it out step by step, put it down and made a process or procedure for it and did it, it wouldn't be as good as this sort of thing that happens. It's really cool when it happens in a band too. Where do you find your inspiration to write the book that you wrote? This book came from a couple of of epiphanies I had, and I can't really tell you what they are because there'd be total spoilers. (laughs) But it's an idea I had that years ago, and I decided I better write this now or somebody else is going to write this. And I'm really going to be mad at myself. So it's kind of comes from an inspiration. And then I build out of that. The writing process is such that I sort of have a point A and point B. And then you kind of just build a scene or have characters have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And it moves the plot along. When I write a book, just like I guess with a song too, is you don't really know. I sort of am about 10 chapters ahead of what I've written. And Mm -hmm. I don't really know how it's going to end. Sort of a version of how I know it's going to end, but how I get there. And this happened with the Lazarus chain, this thing that seemed undefeatable and how does it get defeated? I finally came up with an idea, but it's there's a lot of leaps of faith get you to where you need to be. Can you give me like a brief about this? The prospect of this isn't as far-fetched as when I think of the research I did going into this about how scientifically this might happen. It's actually pretty amazing what they're doing with genetics. Amazing and scary at the same time. It's the things that are being studied and proposed. The main characters in the book are discovering that there are a cadre of people that have figured out how to live forever as your perfect physical self. So, and even if you die, you rise again. Back in the 80s, there was a genetics experiment that sort of birthed this. Now there's an institute that sort of comes out and says, we're offering this to everybody free of charge. They end up doing sort of a lottery. And then you get to, when it's your turn, you can choose whether you want not you want to live forever on planet Earth as a perfect 30-something or whatever body and never die. That was available. The biggest question is, where is the origin of this magic genetics? And it turns out it comes from uh, somewhere in the past and past humans. Do you find yourself in like a writer's block? Is there anything that motivates you or gives you some creative juices flowing? Techniques that I've developed is one, you just have to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially with writing, you can always just not do, you just try it. And if it sucks, you just throw it away and it's you just have to let yourself be able to do that. But that's all part of the process too. Sometimes you got to get garbage out of the way, out of your head. I found with writer's block, it's just the thing you have to do is not let it own you and you just have to go do it. I will have some characters present a problem for them and have a conversation. Characters sort of write themselves 
know, they are extensions of your subconscious. The first book I wrote that is called The Unremarkable Uneventful Life of Harvey Henderson. That was totally on the fly. I, music was stagnant, and I would decide I wanted to write a book. It's a journey as well. First person uh, about a guy who's trying to discover more about one of the person that gave him his first memory of ever and what his life was like. And it'd be like the Odyssey, where you go through chapter by chapter, and everything's kind of like a fresh journey, and you meet somebody new, and um, he learns something from that. Through being so creative, through music, through woodworking, through cooking, through writing a book, I know that everybody struggles with just kind of mental health. How do you stay positive? How do you feel joy in your life, even through all the creativity? If you're being genuine and you're pressing yourself, you're digging in deeper inside yourself, even if it's not like therapy and not like you're sitting down with somebody and, and doing that, directly doing that. But it's something that that's what gives it its power is to find these parts of yourself that need to be looked at it's a big soul searching thing you go through this shedding of your skin so to speak to get to the final destination be confident in your ability and then also not be afraid you have to be humble whenever i get into a place where i get a little too confident and say you know yeah this is going to be a movie yeah this is going to be a huge hit and just have to really temper that learn something about myself just be as genuine as possible give honor to the gift that you have mm -hmm. to create things what platforms can we find your work at, your book, your music? I'm going to have a website out soon, but the book right now is available on Amazon. It also distributes to Barnes & Noble and some others, uh, Google Read. Harvey Henderson can be found there. I'm going to have another book out that I wrote years ago that I'm going to finally get around to publishing. Nice. Probably end of the year. And then the music is available on iTunes downloadable and spotify and uh, it's on instagram if you just search for you know jay arbaudi you'd probably find it somewhere awesome well thank you so much for your time it was you great bet. getting to know you and all your process your book and your music thank you so much well i appreciate you reaching out jenna this was really fun thanks for listening you've been listening to depth of fields with jennifer pan